0: Because he overshadowed my birth, but also because he was a war criminal.
1: Well, they all are. That's the thing. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. Well then let's then I'm gonna get this started then. Does that sound good? I'll hit the record button, we'll get everything going.
1: My birthday was the Cuban Revolution. Not the same cool. year, but same day. <laughs> <laughs> Not that old. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Someday, man. Someday. Alright. So then let's get started here. hello everybody welcome back to the road to profit sunday special i'm david brady your host as always i've got a great guest but before we jump into things first check out this check out the show on odyssey if you're watching it on youtube be sure to check it out on odyssey you get a less censorship heavy platform who knows we'll see how long this episode lasts on youtube i hope it sticks around uh but you never know check it out on odyssey that way you can support the show and you support a content creation website that does not hate you and your values be great to have you there as well please check out the Patreon. I have some great patrons right now. We'll see how long we stick around on page Patreon as well. I got some great patrons like Kayla Brown and Brett Lindenfelser. They're great. Check out their stuff. I got their Twitter bios or their Twitter, their Twitter handles right there. You can support the show at patreon.com forward slash Providence Always be great to have you there. Today I'm joined by a wonderful guest. He is the host of the ANC report, you know, the anti-neocon report. He's the most canceled man on the Internet. He's also the creator of several films, including War by Deception, Decades of Deception, and The Empire Unmasked, a massive five-hour film on 9-11 and All the Lies. I'm joined by the great Ryan Dawson. How are you doing, Ryan?
1: Thank you. Uh, I've got the ghost of Ryan Dawson on there back when they were promoting the ghost of Kiev nonsense in Ukraine. (laughs) That's the last Zoom call. It's yeah, good man, to be that here was, that
0: was that was wild seeing that because like didn't they use like some video game footage and mm-hmm. they were just showing that and we're supposed to, and Adam Kissinger he he retweeted this video game footage that they were claiming to be the ghost of Kiev
1: yeah congressman Kissinger. uh not only that there was a there's a comedian named Sam Hyde who's just sort of the ongoing uh internet joke of anytime something disastrous happens we give him credit for it, like oh, I, or that mm-hmm. active shooter that was Sam Hyde, the guy that ran over people with his car. That was Sam Hyde, and and he actually Adam Kissinger retweeted the troll and said, "The ghost of Kev has a name. It's, it's Sam Samuel Hydestein or some variation of <laughs> Sam Hyde, right?"
0: <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I like I, I differ on this idea that whether or not these politicians are just evil or stupid. But you know what? There's a they kind of threat. There's a nice. Venn you can be both we're, of the two. Yeah. And they overlap quite a yeah. bit. So,
1: there's Ryan, there's I- some of both camps. I put them in ABC like that. So someone like Cheney, stupid or no evil. Yes. Right. Someone like Douglas Fife, stupid and evil. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, hey, buddy. Here we got a little visitor. Say hi real fast. Hi. Uh, (laughs) All right. So, Ryan, why don't
0: you let the people know who you are before we jump into things? Let people know. Tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Well, I've been a, I guess I've been a political activist since I was about 10 years old. I went to visit Walter B. Jones Sr. in a field trip and gave him an earful about beach erosion in North Carolina. And I also added that I wanted a line item veto to cut pork out of bills. And he actually was on board to help us with the beach erosion, but he died two weeks later. And then his son, Walter B. Jones Jr., became our congressman. And he was uh, at first horrible. He was, a, you know, the guy that wanted to rename French Fries the Freedom Fries because during the buildup to the Second War in Iraq, Jacques Chirac from France was hardcore against the war. The French and the Russians wanted none of it. And so they were mad at the French, and they wanted to rename French fries. So that's how bad he was. But over the course of it, and I'm talking to him again, and I let him know I had also talked to his father. And uh, this isn't all me or anything, but they, this is some another congressman from North Carolina that we got to actually go in person and talk to, and changed his mind. He became a totally anti-war. He was the only one, only Republican to go and listen to the intelligence analysts and Lawrence Wilkerson and others to. Uh, have the hearing about what really happened with the Office of Special Plans and the people that drove us to war in Iraq based on lies. So he was good. He was there. It was like he himself and Ron Paul, they were the only two anti-war Republicans in there. But I mentioned this story because it really irks me when I see people, like whether it's Occup- Occupy Wall Street or the Tea Party or whatever, yelling at buildings and posting stuff back and forth on Face InstaFace or whatever. That it just is completely useless, especially if you're in D.C. You are legally allowed to go meet your representative or one of the people that work for them, and explain your grievance, and that's so much more effective than running around the park hitting bongos and walking around with signs and stuff. Stop yelling yeah. at buildings. <laughs> that's what I <I'm> say. <laughs> that's that's what they teach us though they're like yeah vietnam war they were out there with signs and i was like yeah and it lasted for nine years and you never got it to end you know that that ended for a completely different reason all the protests didn't matter i don't understand it i under i kind of get it if you're in california all the way across the country or something but if you're in the dc area there is no reason at all you can't just legally meet with your representative a lot of them are just dumb a lot of them are ignorant. Some are both. But if someone's ignorant but not evil, then you can change ignorance quickly with a conversation. You know, just let them know what's going on. They had no idea. It's like half the Twitter sphere that thought Kyle Rittenhouse was an active shooter killing black people. That happened because of the suppression of information on Twitter. That's the same reason they think they thought that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation or... Uh, Biden's daughter's diary was nothing to be seen. No, it's they're both real things, and, and also Rittenhouse did not do... Uh, he didn't shoot any black people. He shot three people who attacked him. I think two were Jewish, one was white, whatever. That shouldn't even matter. But the fact that they don't know the basics of something, they're so passionately against or for something, and they don't even know what happened at all, and that's why you get the ghost of Kiev or... The supermodel with the machine gun, the lady that knocked a drone down with a pickle jar, video game footage passed off like it's real combat. Uh, this Bukha massacre that it turned out was the Botsman Nazis that killed uh, what they called Russian collaborators. They blame the whole thing on Russia. Two days later, they're on to the next, the next, uh, you know, propaganda. Oh, we messed up there. Next, next, they did that in Syria, right? Assad so his own people. Forensically, turns out no, those were Al Qaeda groups that did that. You know They killed Gaddafi on lies, and of course, the big invasion of Iraq in 2003 was based on uh, a bunch of lies from a bunch of neocons about WMDs that never existed, and we knew it, and they did it anyway, and the first Gulf War, same thing, babies on incubators. Everything's based on deception. That's why I made war by deception. Every war uh, has to be maintained. By lies and it gets started by lies. And Ukraine is no different. They lie to us every day, and by the time one thing gets debunked, they're already on to the next one.
0: Oh yeah. The Gulf yeah, of so Tonkin we were- was a
1: lie. That should piss people off older than me. That's something else too, because Vietnam did not attack our ship.
0: Oh yeah. But Gulf
1: Israel did in the same in 1967. They attacked the USS Liberty and killed Americans, and but there were survivors, and. So Israel attacks our ship. All we did was give them more money. Vietnam did not attack our ship, and we went to war with them for nine years and killed roughly two million Vietnamese people. I want to do
0: yeah. TV. You yeah. can turn
1: sure. i sorry, their mom's not here. You know the situation. And the thing. TV. hey yeah
0: Yeah, i understand i usually have i usually a lot of the time i have like i have my little siblings running around and they're trying to create noise and so i'm just kind of like jumping in between muting myself and like hoping please be quiet please be quiet please be quiet right so i perfectly (laughs) understand but i know before we got started here we were kind of talking about like the difference between ignorance and evil and you kind of even just mentioned it there. About how sometimes going out to just talk to your representatives, mm-hmm. uh, you can inform them on these subjects and make them anti-war. For There's example. a big
1: difference between ignorance and stupidity, too. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying some of these people aren't stupid because some of them are. Uh, some of them are really dumb, but a lot of them just don't know. Uh, they're not. They're not internet savvy. Whatever. If you like, if you got all your news from TV, you'd be so lost, right? Oh, yeah. If all you had is three-letter networks. And it used to be even worse. Like TV has toned down his propaganda a little because they know some people are going to go online and check, right? But then the social media has gotten really bad too. So now we have like the new, new social media, right? So instead of YouTube, it's Odyssey or Bitchute. Uh, instead of uh, Twitter, you might have Gab or Telegram. Uh, instead of Facebook, you have VK. And it's sad Um And you can see that recently with Elon Musk uh, flirting with a hostile takeover. All these left-wing pundits are losing their mind. Like, wait, no, no, free speech, we can't have that. Everybody knows, everybody knows that anti-war voices, anything against the narrative, whether it's on the the virus that's going around, I won't say because this is your YouTube, or uh, (laughs) any kind of thing about any election in any place at a particular time and mail, and stuff like that. Can't talk about that either. Uh, anything that was going to hurt Biden's chances, you know, all the money laundering, and the sexual escapades, and the drug use, and the convorting with criminals, and none of that you're not allowed to say. And I can't even say that with specific examples, because your channel will get a strike if I do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah,
0: definitely...
1: But you know what I'm def- alluding to, though? The, mm-hmm. You know, you've seen the you know the thing, to quote the president. <laughs> <laughs> the same oh, wow. guy that called blamed January sixth on white supremacists? Seriously. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It
0: seems like it's definitely seems like we're in like a war of information, really. Like I don't know. Not gonna not gonna give Alex Jones his bone with like his Infowars.com thing, but you know, You're in an information freak. war, you scum. Yeah, but like it is is a war about information and it's like really difficult to be a dissenting voice. Like I can't imagine what it was like to be a dissenting voice like after 9-11. Like Harry Brown Uh, who wrote, when will we learn the day after 9-11? I can't imagine being in a dissenting voice after our country was attacked, mostly because of extremists that we created and gave motives to. Uh, I can't imagine trying to be a dissenting voice and trying to explain this is why this happened when you have the war
1: fervor going around or why are we invading iraq if al-qaeda did this and allegedly all by themselves then why are we invading iraq iraq has nothing to do with al-qaeda america's got a lot to do with al-qaeda but iraq didn't you know and they did attach 9 11 to iraq erroneously they said because part of the 9 11 attack aside from the airplanes was this bio weapons attack of anthrax that said death to america death to israel had September 11th written on the notes, came from the location of the hijacker cells. So it seemed like, oh, this is a follow-up attack by this group sending anthrax to senators, and they sent them to very anti-Zionist senators. Patrick Leahy had an amendment that would have ended military aid to Israel, so they tried to kill him. Turned out, Al-Qaeda didn't have anthrax. Uh, It came from our own labs. It was domestically, physically traced back to Fort Detrick, who got it from Douglas and who got it from Ames. Ames, Iowa, is named, the Ames strains named after where they made it. There's a place in Utah where they tinker around and add accelerants and stuff and then Fort Detrick is the main bio lab in Maryland where they where they're actually in the 90s there were scientists who had been fired from the lab caught on film going in and out of the lab doing illegal work on anthrax right before the 1993 World Trade Center attack. But I'll I'll just push pause on that. It's a long story, but they said that Iraq was past anthrax uh, from Mohammed Atta, the lead lead guy, hijacker, Flight 11, right? They said Mohammed Atta met in Prague and gave vials of anthrax uh, or got anthrax from senior Iraqi officials. Iraq did not meet with Al-Qaeda in Prague. Iraq did not have anthrax. And guess what? Al-Qaeda didn't have anthrax. That whole thing was made up. But the source for that canard was James Woolsey, former director of the CIA, and his source was the Israeli security forces and and some Czech forces. The Czechs immediately came out and said, nah, we didn't say that. The Israelis, quiet. And that garbage got passed from Woolsey to Weekly Standard, uh, which was sort of oh. the media outfit for the project for our New American Sentry Goobers.
0: Not Bill Kristol.
1: It was Bill Kristol and Robert Kagan whose wife is Victoria Newland, the under secretary of state right now, who's caught on tape saying F the EU, we're gonna install Yatsnik oh, yeah. in Ukraine. Actually didn't even say his whole name. She just calls him Yats, right? Um mm-hmm. she's not the brightest crayon. Uh mm-hmm. but I do think she speaks a little bit of Russian or something. She's get she's getting these jobs, but Blinken's not any better. Um and they're lying. Like there was the most blatant coup d'etat ever. In 2014 in Ukraine where they just installed who they wanted and then from there they started appointing governors no election for governor just the state's going to appoint your governor (laughs) and they're all friends of this cabal of uh oligarchs that have been robbing Ukraine Ukraine's the poorest country in Europe Uh, ironically probably the strongest standing military though because all the NATO aid and then Yet uh, there are very wealthy billionaires from there that have fleeced all the wealth from the public. They own everything, media, gas rights, oil, you name it. Uh, And that is the oligarch system. And And what they do is they hire the children of U.S. politicians. So that would include John Kerry's kid. That includes Hunter Biden's kid, Pelosi's kid. You know, you see a theme there. So they're not interested in prosecuting them. And Joe Biden, also, he's on audio recording talking to Portashenko about getting a prosecutor fired looking into Brisma Holdings which is owned by Igor Kolomoisky and hired Hunter Biden uh, for $80,000 a month no-show job he's also on tape talking to the Council of Foreign, Foreign Relations this is on film where he's bragging about what he just denied doing saying yeah I did this and son of a bitch got fired La I'm sure you've seen it right and uh, that's what Trump got impeached for, a phone call to Ukraine. So we have a oh, yeah. phone call to Ukraine for quid pro quo from Joe Biden saying you're not going to get a billion dollars unless you do what I want. And then you got him again bragging about what he did. Right after, he's like, oh, I deny this audio. That's not my voice, and that's not Poroshenko's voice. Yes, it was. I guess it's CFR, he didn't know somebody was filming him, or they get away with so much, the hubris catches up with them. But I guess it didn't catch up with them Because even though all that came out, he's not been impeached. The media hasn't reported on it. Not the three-letter networks, at least. They're just now getting around to one of the Hunter laptops. And I think Megyn Kelly did a piece on the, the diary today with James O'Keefe or something. But, you know, I've had that stuff up on Bitchute since 2020. But, you know. <laughs> I think the anti-corruption video has maybe 78,000 views or something. That's not enough. If I'd had that on YouTube, it would have been a, you know, a million people would have seen it. Mm-hmm. But a yeah. YouTube won't let you put that kind of thing up there. So that's where we're at. And that's why we keep getting dragged into all these pointless wars. Because they're, they're able to lie to us. Like, okay, they lie. But if we had a functional media, just, okay, you lie, clap, debunk, you're a liar. And tell the truth, their lie would have no effect. The only way these lies have effect is because the press supports it. Every bit of state propaganda they support. It's like right now, they banned RT, they banned Sputnik. You can't see any Russian media. Most countries have even banned RT on Telegram. Like they just banned Telegram. They're like, nope, you can't have this. You are not allowed to hear them. Twitter's doing the same thing. They banned Pepe Escobar. They banned Scott Ritter twice. Now he's permanently banned or whatever. Uh, they even banned a satire site, Babylon B, for making jokes oh, about yeah. it. Right? <laughs> Babylon B is great. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah and I'd it's clearly it. satire, which has got to be hard nowadays, because some of the clown world stuff, like when they they spent thirty million dollars to give out free crack pipes. I said, did what? Is this is this Babylon yeah. B? Is this the Onion? Yeah. No, that was real. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell the difference between real and satire anymore because of some of the things they do are so stupid out there in left field that uh, it seems like it had to be made up. But no, that's that was a real thing. They actually did that. Just like uh, you can't call the police if they steal under $950 worth of stuff from your store in San Francisco. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, California's a failed state, man. It I don't is. know. I don't like the, I, the only benefit I see of living in California in the slightest is like I, I made this meme and I posted it on Twitter earlier today. It was like, hey, that you get to listen to anti-war radio with Scott Horton on Sundays. Yeah, I live in Southern California. The, I, the weather, benefit. maybe.
1: I mean, I don't know. It's um, well, I can twist something from uh, King Edward. He said it about Scotland, but I'll say it about California. There's nothing wrong with California. California's great. The only problem with California is it's full of Californians. <laughs> you know they messed it up that, i mean like they had may arguably the best state for a little while mm-hmm. uh booming economy great weather resources every, you know all kinds of you know mountains beaches whatever um but <laughs> they they how now they've got tent cities and fentanyl epidemics and homeless robbing trains and it's a mess and covid lockdowns and you know it it is a shell of its former self, and they're leaving in mass. They're going to Florida, they're going to Texas, they''re they're, they're running away because they want autonomy. And when mm-hmm. Gavin Newsom when there was a recall and he still retained power, I thought, okay, oh, yeah. I mean the guy supports child grooming, but you know he can still be in government he's messed up everything and he's a hypocrite telling everybody to double up on mask and stuff. And then he's caught at his little dinner parties and none of them are wearing masks or anything. They're laughing at you plebs. They're like, Oh, the little people, you know, like <laughs> Pelosi too. Uh, and Kamala and, uh, Maxine Waters and they're all from the same city
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they have all been caught without mask and, you know, Pelosi, during the middle of the peak of the lockdowns, did a video showing her, you know, $5,000 refrigerator full of uh, imported ice cream. I mean, it's as close as you could get to <laughs> let them eat cake, you know? I mean, <laughs> and she's getting her hair done privately, and she's uh ugh, the woman is Cruella DeVille.
0: Oh, yeah. Totally agree, man. It's definitely it's definitely wild just the things that you're hearing. Just how easily they can just shut down all of life for all of America. Like it's what Christy Noam um was the only one who didn't go along with any of the nonsense. She just kinda hit that with the hammer. She's like, No, we're not deciding to lock down. We're just not gonna listen to you guys or do what anything you guys are doing. DeSantis was a little bit better, but he's not good on a lot of things. Yeah, uh, there was Wisconsin and Florida
1: this. were the only two that really resisted. But I will tell you this, like in North Carolina Cooper, whatever, uh, the whole eastern half of that state, that Hyde County, Dare County, whatever, they all the islands, they never listen to what the rest of North Carolina says. They say, You're going to wear a mask and you're going to have a lockdown. They're like, Yeah, not happening. And they just didn't do it. So that was the law, but it was unenforceable. And that's all you had to do. Like, and you could, I can ask people, Wanches, Banyo, Hatters, all that area, they're like, I'm not doing that. And that was it. There is no way to enforce it. Yep. (laughs) I gotta
0: ask your, I gotta ask your thoughts on DeSantis because I know he's kind of like a controversial figure. Some of like the more right wing people they like him more. I mean, I definitely see there are some good things. he's Better
1: than Jeb Bush and the the, some of the previous governors, for sure. Uh,
0: Please clap. All
1: right, like, compare like he's a governor. All right, so that's he's already government, right? So you gotta you gotta be a pragmatist. I'll tell you what I agree with him on first. Uh, first of all, he was one of the best governors to deal with the virus. And some of that's probably from Disney and all the and there's such a tourist economy in Florida that like, oh we can't end that. Uh, it the it'll collapse. So there are pressures, it was not just him, uh, to not lock things down. And then he really argued with with the, you know, the narrative science and Dr. Fauci, uh, you know, the dog torturer, that guy. Uh, and said, no, this is nonsense. We don't need to mask up uh, kids, little kids in school, even toddlers they were talking about. He said, you don't need it. If you want a vaccine, you do it, but that's your choice. It may help you if you're older, if you're in this risk category, but it probably wouldn't matter if you're a teenager. He had a very nuanced adult view of the thing, (laughs) which the other people, nah, they're like, every panic, the sky is falling, chicken little, you know. So he was good on that, and he did a Bill's... They call it the Don't Say Gay Bill, but you know that's not what it is. If you read it, it's like a two-page bill that says you're not allowed to talk about butt sex to five- to eight-year-olds, any kind of sex, hetero, homo, or any of the made-up kinds they have, whatever the letters are. Um, You're not allowed to talk about that to kids in public school. They're supposed to be learning math and reading and, you know, skills. And there's no reason to tell a five-year-old about adult things like that and they they tried to make it homophobic which it is totally isn't it's nothing to do with heterosexuality or homosexuality or anything like you don't need to be ranting to little kids about sex they're too early to be talking about those subjects and that's something parents agree with and i can't believe a bill like that's even necessary why were Mm -hmm. you in there talking about hormone pills and stuff to six-year-olds you're insane Yeah, you know, that's why they, they call it the anti-groomer bill. And I'm okay with that language. you because like, that bill, that, that, what they were doing is so insane. You paint however you want, you whatever you got to do to stop it. I don't want, I don't want my kids. You saw the little one just in here. Do you what do I have to explain anal sex to him? No, I don't. Yeah, no. You know, <laughs> he just wants to watch cartoons, you know like whatever yeah. <laughs> he's he can already multiply because uh, he's and he's four he could do it when he was three he's working in long division right now he likes math uh and hey. that's what i want him doing in school and you know a lot of other kids can't i mean they're still counting to 100 and stuff but you know that's everybody's at their own pace in different subjects and the school should be a place to educate them on practical things and when you're a little kid you know math reading A little bit of social studies, some creative activities and recess, maybe some small, you know, art and fine motor skill stuff, coloring and stuff like that. That's what you need. You don't need sex ed when you're five, four.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, They're insane. And we only have one state with a bill against it. Now, Ohio introduced a bill and then Alabama has a bill. We'll see. I think that one will probably pass in both states, but... So we might end up with three. The cutoff's eight years old. At least there's a line somewhere. We're so deep in our own end zone where we have to argue about things like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would never happen uh, even 10 years ago. No, no, you can't do that. <laughs> they need it, though. It's uh, There are these groups that they need an ism to fight, and there just aren't any left. So they invented them. And that was all predicted by Ted Kaczynski. Uh,
0: Lord. Like, God. Like, I saw this thing on Twitter where it was, like, this weird robot, like, slime-looking thing, and you're supposed to put it into your mouth, and it's supposed to go down your throat and remove dislodged objects, like, objects that are lodged in your throat. Wow. and i'm like this is exactly the sort of thing that makes me realize what ted Kaczynski was talking about like also like the Neurolink things and yep. like the metaverse it's like you know what i like the metaverse like i could walk right out my door right now right that's the real Metaverse. right Isn't it Amazing.
1: <laughs> it's called the outside yeah uh yeah i won't let any of my children in the metaverse and or anybody I know, I'm like, you're stupid. One of the first things that happened is a woman logged in, had her avatar that looks like her stuff, and people in the metaverse walked up and started groping her. I'm like, you're stupid. You just downloaded your face and body to a little character that other people can copy, and now they can sexually abuse you every day because they basically have your clone that they can play with. And it's just going to get more and more realistic and stuff. If you don't think that's... sex drives the internet it's video games and pornography that's the two like that's like 90 percent of the internet and the other 10 is probably people arguing about politics right? <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah it's just like lord like at this point they're like eat bugs you know they talked about living in a pod they're talking about going into the metaphors it's like the murder of the eat burden of proof is on them that we're not going into the matrix at this point like come on
1: no it's not gonna be the matrix can be more like ready player one uh, yeah. if you've seen that film
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh it's so funny that character was so unbelievably selfish and the and they didn't even realize it <laughs> oh, we're not gonna have the holodeck from uh Star Trek. I said if that thing existed for real, people be up there doing virtual porn all day. That's what would really happen yeah it's uh yeah so men are yeah, simple so, uh, simple animals go ahead yeah, I'm just saying they. That's what happened to the internet. Like, oh, you have access to all this information. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, boobies. <laughs> they spent their time doing it. Little boys learned how to do codecs and video files and whatever. And web pages and blah, blah, blah. Because they had motivation. You can see titties. And so they learned it all. I guess the way of getting the sex drive to... I, I swear they're going to have like silicone robots and stuff soon. And people are more and more in, in people your age, I feel sorry for, because with all these yeah. dating apps and like fakeness and stuff, and especially if they end up with like robots and sex dolls and whatever, uh, normal human relationships are so screwed up right now. They don't know how to talk to each other. And it's so easy to trade up, cancel ghost. There's all these terms didn't even exist when i was your age that it's not and we're not that far apart in age but it's like that i didn't have to worry about any of that stuff or one stupid thing i did when i was 14 or whatever could have been grabbed and then it's on the internet forever you know i would have hated to have cameras through my entire teenage life that would have been a nightmare (laughs) well i think i probably would have been a youtube sensation for that but uh no they would have canceled that too but you know, I it's now where anything, you could be drunk, you could be angry, whatever, and you just write the wrong tweet, and that is carried with you the rest of your life. You're like, well, that person in 2012 said blah, blah, blah. I would just say, so what? But they're like, nope, you said a thing. Cancelled. <laughs> That's it. And they, it doesn't matter how much egging on and, and provoking it was prior to that. It's just clipped and boom. There you go. This person is now no longer a human being because he said yeah. this thing that was wasn't even offensive at the time, but the culture's changed now. You can't say that.
0: Yeah, and he said super offensive
1: get... things like he and she. Yeah,
0: and <laughs> it's only gonna get it's only gonna get worse. Like I talked with with Clinton Russell from Liberty Lockdown. He's a friend of Reed Coverdale. Yeah, I know. And he got me this yeah. chair. Hey, nice. Yep. Uh, but like we. We were kind of talking about, like, the, the Great Reset and, like, what it, all that is. Because you see, like, in Ukraine, they're implementing some of the stuff that's kind of related to the Great Reset. Yeah, they beta like, tested the whole cent- thing on that country. Yeah, with the central bank digital currencies and all of that sort of stuff, all the Great Reset sort of stuff, it's just going to get worse. They'll just be able to erase you in an instant. Yeah, it, well, since
1: we months, referenced Ready Player One in The Matrix, another one is Minority Report with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And that's what that is. You get uh, judged for pre-crimes based on your metadata and it's a cashless society. So if you're a dissident, they just turn off your chip or whatever and you can't buy or sell anything. And you're seeing that you are seeing them get away from cash. The last time I was in D.C. I went to CVS. I had to use a credit card. There was no way to take cash. It was all machines. Right. And because I did that, when I got back to Japan, they canceled my credit card thinking there was fraud because suddenly there's this, you know, random item bought in a CVS in Washington. And mm-hmm. I was getting ready to go Okinawa and I had to spend days because you got to stay up in the middle of the night in order to call them and the two banks were merging. And, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. and uh, I, won't, I resolved it in a way that I can't even tell you on air, but uh, it got resolved. But if I had just been able to give them the $11 or whatever it was... With cash, it wouldn't have been a problem. And they have the ability to turn you off like that. There's a guy, where we can disagree with them, and I do, but Nick Fuentes, who's probably the second most canceled man online, uh, they just took his money, froze a Bitcoin, half a Bitcoin or whatever it was that was given him, they just took it. Like, no, nope, you can't have this. You can't exchange this. Froze his bank. There's others that aren't allowed to use banks. There's, um, what's the the one I call Walk Over You, Walkovia, I think, and MasterCard. They have just banned people based on their politics. And, of course, they always just scream Nazi or whatever. But that's just an accusation. It didn't even have to be true. It's just that's all they have to do is say, "Uh, sexist, racist, xenophobe, whatever, something like that, and then they can cancel you. They don't need any evidence for that. They just need to wave their hands around and yell a bunch. Yeah, may hurt my feelings and you will get cancelled I've been kicked off PayPal I've been kicked off Patreon all by the same guy Gabe Hoffman this little hedge fund manager down in Florida that follows me around online and writes all the companies that I am working with to get me cancelled and he just does it over and over until he gets his way and there's no recourse because I can't reach them I can't talk to Google I can't talk to the people at Patreon there's no like Oh hey, let me talk to my representative or something. There isn't anything. It's just robot people all the way down. They you know, they just outsource it to probably Bangladesh somewhere and somebody's just reading a script. If they say A do B, you know, you can't talk to a real person. And but that was my life. I mean that was my income. I had to start over as an adult with children to scramble around and find another way to find a payment processor build up a website and memberships and all that and try and contact all the people who used to be on Patreon and you know to survive. So I spent about a year and a half on defense. Build up my YouTube past 81,000 followers and then they just canceled it and for like the fifth time. And I'm just over it. Mm-hmm. But uh this anti-war message it scares them. And they'll let you do it in a limited like Jimmy doorway not to pick on him but You know, uh, yeah, profiteering bad, MIC bad, war is stupid. You can say that much. But if you get into specifics, right, that's when you get into trouble. But we need the specifics. Who's lying about what? Who profiteered? Don't just say Lockheed, like, generally. Let's get down to names, right? When you really have a message that will hurt them, then they will cancel you. Or worse, they put you in prison, like, assange or you get exiled like edward snowden when you really hit a nerve they they'll try to jail you maybe kill you like gary webb i'm pretty certain the cia took him out because he told on them about one just one of the methods that they were procuring money on the black market to finance iran contra and that was the narcotics trafficking that they were doing and ruined his marriage and even if it drove even if he did kill himself he drove him to suicide because he lost his career and he told the truth everything he said was true and it ruined him
0: yeah yep it's sickening man like like that's 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 a scary thing about like doing like podcasts and stuff like talking and like even just like the libertarian like anti-war and when you start to really dig into the stuff those people have the, the the government just has the ability to erase you yep and to just destroy you. In every and it's, record. it's terrifying. I mean,
1: like, I made a video every day for 15 years, all erased, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, Libertarians, they they canceled uh, one of the Ron Paul Institute YouTube channels. No reason given yeah. just said violation of uh, community standards, gone. They had another channel that they've been using more that they still had. And Daniel McAdams, who's, who's the part of the dynamic, dynamic duo there with Ron Paul, they canceled his mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, because he called Sean Hannity retarded or something. Uh, but that yeah. ain't why they really did it. They wanted an excuse to get rid of him. You can't say the R word. Sean Hannity's mm-hmm. vicious about that. Every video I've ever done about him, like within a couple of weeks, they find it and try to get it removed. I'm like, wow, you're really protected with Sean Hannity. I did woodshed on him. But he's, you know, just a, a loon. He's, a, you know, just a pro-war monger. Uh, he'll... He's such a tribalist too. It's just like my my team only, you know, can't concede. They yeah. never do wrong. Republicans never do wrong in his eyes, right? He's a total pundit. And I think I don't think anybody actually thinks and feels that way. He's just paid to say things that way, <laughs> and so that's how it is. Uh, but yeah, Daniel McAdams was banned. Ron Paul's had been banned. Mike Rivera was banned. Mike Rivera's been doing this for like 30, 35 years for what really yeah. Uh He's maybe more of a paleocon than a libertarian, but he's kind of libertarian-ish on a lot of things. And they just <laughs> raced his YouTube, boom, you know, raced his Twitter. He's on VK and he's on uh, Odyssey. Uh, maybe he's on Rumble too, I don't know. But guy, guys, I think he's in his upper 60s maybe. I mean, he's, he would not be able to replace all the work he did if he started right now. Because he was doing five days a week, three-hour shows for years and years. And they just erased it all. That's sad. I mean, that's – I think that's terrorism. They would just wipe out someone's work and life and labor just like that because you got offended in 2022. Mm-hmm. Sickening, man. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's it almost makes me like – there's a part of me that's almost skeptical of like – politics and going through politics in order to achieve freedom because it feels like they could just off you like jfk or something Mm -hmm. like that they could just get rid of you as easily like that it almost makes me look at like the agorists you know the people who are like political action is the worst it's better to just like go out engage in like black or gray markets and like you know do like homesteading you know disengage from the system and starve the state it almost makes me it makes me see and appreciate the value in that a lot more
1: Well, I say, like, looking for a political solution uh, is like striking someone right in the armor. You cannot fix politics until you fix the media. As I explained, Mm -hmm. like, all these stupid wars, bailouts, etc., begin with lies. And if we had a functional media, which we do not, then none of those lies would work, right? Can you imagine... I don't know, pick something the aluminum tubes or yellow cake uranium whatever, if Justin Raimondo or Scott Horton or someone like that could have five minutes on TV to say there is no purchase of yellow cake uranium from Niger, it's got obsolete foreign uh, military seals it's signed by the wrong foreign minister who's no longer there, this is an obvious forgery and so this information is bunk, there is no oxidized uranium going to Iraq done and that's something you can't blame on incompetence because if it's forged, that's intent and that's on purpose. That is an intentional lie. And someone like Justin Romano could have done that. He's not going to be allowed on TV, right? And if they said uh, about Afghanistan, you know, um, any of that stuff, you you pull out. You know, enough already. Fool's Aaron is what I was mm-hmm. looking for. That's a different book, same author, though. But Sky Horton yeah. could have just run the train on these people. He's not allowed. Them. He's starting to get on Kennedy and stuff on Fox a little bit because she's friends with Dave Smith and whatever. But that and that's good. And that's the direction we need to go. We need our people on TV. Yeah. We need to be on with Tucker. We need to be on. And I know people are like, this person sucks. If you don't change the media, that's what predicates everything else, yeah. right? Like culture, you know, politics downstream from culture, culture is downstream from the press. The press is key. And look yeah. at who owns our media right now. And it's not in your interest. It's in their interest. They're, you know, Big Barma and all these groups that have, look at every commercial, right? For any of these stations, what is it? Take this pill for da 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 Well... You no know, wonder if Pfizer is sponsoring MSNBC, that MSNBC is going to have this particular type of opinion on the Pfizer vaccine. Duh. You know, hmm. yeah. I mean, that's simple enough. It would just take a day if honest media would clear all this stuff up. Yeah. But which is why it's so vital. Yeah. And you're doing the right thing. You have a show. It's so vital to support people who are really independent media, who are not being paid by Lockheed Martin and Pfizer, is to tell the truth and present the facts or at least be open to a discussion. Here's what I think. What do you think? And have free speech. Have some dialogue. That's never the thing. They have a mantra that they repeat. And there's so many examples of this. And I don't care if it's Fox or CNN or whatever. They have a line. Oh, the Russia attack Ukraine was unprovoked and unjustified. And then they all say that exact same phrase, right? Too big to fail. Although I think that was too big to fail. You didn't think of that. You're reading a teleprompter. And why don't they have variations of the message? Like they could twist that and say it a little differently and not make it so obvious when they're all saying the same paragraph and stuff. Because psychologically it needs to be repetition. They figured this out. That's why they have Mm -hmm. like, catchphrases in wrestling and why there are taglines just do it for Nike and stuff, they have a something that you gotta repeat, repeat, repeat and just drill that into their head. Yeah. apparently we know from advertising that's what works. And the same with political messages. So they just do it over and over and over again. And it's a script. And it's such a, a funnel it's such a filter. You're talking about a very small group, couple dozen guys, decide what will be covered on the news and what's gonna be said. And it shouldn't be like that, and if you go back to Bentham and Mills, John Stuart and Mills these people utilitarians and things, you cannot have a functional democracy without an informed and educated public, and we yeah. don't have education and we don't have information mm-hmm. yeah, we got I totally neither agree with you. yep. Well, that's the two philosophers. I'm just saying, reiterating what they already figured out. But yeah, yeah. We, don't have, we don't have a good educational system either because that went down the wayside when they started guaranteed uh, student loans. All that did was guaranteed it's going to be too expensive for everybody because the college knows, oh, the government's going to pay or the bank's going to pay. Oh, well, now the price is here because <laughs> they know you can't. It's a business. So is so is healthcare. Being sick, when the moment sickness became a profit opportunity, healthcare died. They realized, oh, I don't have to tell you what the price is until after you have your procedure, or get your drugs. Well, <laughs> guess what happens to the price when you do that? Somebody's sick and desperate, and they go into the hospital. They don't tell you how much it's gonna be. You get your bill after. Can you imagine that going to buy a car and you buy the car? And then they tell you the price. Oh yeah, like we don't do that for anything else. And they also have market competition. If you're going to buy a car, and and you do see the price. You go, well, this other car lot has this price, and I like that better. I'm going to go over there. You can't do that with healthcare because none of them will tell you what it costs. <laughs> and it's all, and even you know, I don't want to get in a rant about healthcare. You don't have free market competition for insurance. They have regulations in place that protect. Uh, the industry by saying you're not you're not allowed to negotiate prices down for medicare medicaid because they would have the volume to to get a discount and say well we have so many people signed up on this thing they're not allowed to negotiate prices and then there was no price price transparency until january of uh 2020 was one of the last things trump got passed yeah but a lot of it, the Democrats have already put in and said, well, this part and this part doesn't kick in until 2025. And they started saying things like, oh, all right, well, we're going to have uh, such and such brand names for the next you know, five years, two of, you know, for the next three years. Well, those patents would have run out by then anyway, and they'll have different brands. And, it, it, and it's because of lobbies. The healthcare, you know they put in millions of dollars to get billions in return and that's another thing that could be fixed if the media would just cover it and explain it to people the media is so important like whatever's going on APAC lobby to get this and that and that's why we have sanctions on iran and da, 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 da. well if the press would just explain why we ended up in this situation and tell you about all the lobbyists and what they bought from politicians then they wouldn't be able to get away with it. But all I blame Lincoln, because all that lobbying started. I mean, the word "lobby" comes from General slash President Grant meeting in the lobbies of hotels mm-hmm. with special interest groups. And it's yep. Lincoln, stinking Lincoln. That he died today is April 15th or 16th here, but still the 15th there. It's his death anniversary. God bless John Wilkes Booth. Stinking <laughs> Lincoln uh, created the income tax. Um, everyone thinks because of a film by Bill Still called Money Masters, which is otherwise a brilliant film, but they talked about Lincoln's greenbacks like it was some anti-Fed thing. Fed didn't even exist till 1913. It was definitely not to get the banks. His greenbacks were only worth 35 cents after four years of war. The way Lincoln paid for the war was by selling war bonds, which were repaid in gold from the mm-hmm. South. That's what he really did. And then, of course, the acquisition of land. Or we need to offset all these debts required in the war, but we'll just kill the Indians and take all their stuff. That's worth intrinsic value, and they did. Yeah. So f him and f Grant, but uh, yeah, that's when the Jeffersonian model of America died in eighteen sixty-five. It was just yep, it's over, and the the ten wealthiest states became the poorest, and remained that way for fifty-five years. And the only reason yeah. Southern states were be able to get out of Reconstruction was World War Two. Cause they needed the soldiers. Yeah. Yep. Sick. yeah.
0: And yeah. And it's difficult. You can't have like a nuanced conversation about Lincoln's Paul. A lot of his no, policies. No, what do you like slavery?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. You, you
0: can't have a nuanced conversation. Like you can make, like I could perfectly well make the argument that the free market would have eliminated slavery. Like look at the North's economy versus the South's economy. The North didn't have slavery and it was excelling because you know what? There's profit, there's incentive. Well, the North did to have slavery.
1: Bad. They had Chinese slaves, and there were yeah. six, seven northern states, if you count the capital, that had black slavery. Kentucky had slavery. Mm-hmm. Kentucky, Delaware, New Jersey had slavery after the Civil War, all the way up until the 13th Amendment. They were the last states in the Union to get in slavery for all northern states. Mm-hmm. And California yeah. had slavery. Now, on paper, California did outlaw it, but it wasn't enforced. They still had black and Chinese slaves up until the 1890s. Okay? But markets do everywhere else in the world that ended slavery is because wage slavery is cheaper
0: yeah I, I heard that Tom, Thomas D Lorenzo in his book The real Lincoln which is a magnificent book and I got to and I got a chance to read that he talks about how with all of the costs of the north going to war they could have freed all of the slaves mm-hmm. given them an ox and a cart and then 14 acres of land. And they and they and it would have cost they they the a
1: little bit they did do that for just for Washington D.C. they paid all the slave owners three hundred dollars which is an enormous amount of money in 1862 time, yeah. yeah and but this is the other one they p- offered any African African-american a hundred dollars if they'd leave the country
0: yeah
1: because they didn't yeah. want to live with them but they didn't want they, they're the, some of the abolitionists didn't want slavery because they were so racist that they didn't think blacks and whites should live together at all. And they didn't yeah. want slavery expanding west because they thought that should be an all white area. And they're like, let's not bring these people with us because then we're going to have to deal with this problem. They were sending them to Liberia. They were sending them to Haiti. Uh, Lincoln and Grant's plan was to send them to Panama, what's well, Panama today, you know, and build a canal. Yeah. That was the idea. 500 slaves he sent to Haiti ended up getting smallpox and all messed up. And, you know, Lincoln was talking about that three days before he got shot. That was his plan of, right, how are we going to get rid of all these black people? They're ready to put them on a boat. So they didn't care about blacks. Uh, What they realized, though, is uh, with Thaddeus Stevens and people like that, like, no, let's use them as a voting block and we'll have a all republican everything and they did all 12 new states yeah all the 12 new states that were added except for oklahoma later uh all had republican senators both senators were republican and i don't think the south voted grant to become president (laughs) like whites were not allowed to vote white male veterans weren't allowed to vote and so they ended up they had total rough shot do whatever they wanted and they they stole the cotton bale and the, you know and the whole thing is justified by like yeah but you had slaves we're like yeah but so did you most of you you know and then you still had the coolie trade they had chinese building the railroad and, you know, and even some of the irish and blacks free people that were in the north got paid in script so it wasn't real money you have to pay for it at the company store and that lasted till the 1920s The people in Logan County, West Virginia, uprose. We had the Blair Mountain Rebellion. You had a coal strike in Colorado. Like Over a million black people died in the Civil War. A million. That's more than all the Confederate soldiers. It was the Yankees went down there burning cities. And when they crossed the lines, they put them in what they call a contraband camp because they considered them to be contraband since they were property. Uh, And they worked them to death. Because they didn't want to live with them and they murdered american indians and we don't even have a number on that but it was general custer the same guy from gettysburg right goes out west yeah. custer's corral rounded up american indian girls as young as 9 and stripped them of their clothing on a stage and sold them to gangs to be raped to death that's the kind of stuff and he's got a statue you know they talk about little bighorn and the wounded knee where they killed a bunch of old men and women and you know yeah he did all that and then crazy horse uh, got revenge killed him. Uh, but he so doesn't crazy have horse. Crazy Horse is you know I wish Robert E. Lee had had contact with him because we could have used them earlier but <laughs> no, like, Crazy Horse is a Native American leader he gets more there were well I mean I think a lot of the a lot of Lakota kind of get more credit than everyone else because they were I don't know why I, they got the, the movie uh, what's the wolf song bury something? my heart at wounded knee there no is <laughs> yeah no that not that one it was um, Russell means is in the film The last Mohicans uh, Hollywood oh, yeah. kind of took over the history they didn't lie about it. It sort of embellished one side a little more like well, who are the Sioux Lakota did it all right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, but yeah, movies do that though. Like now people think William Wallace uh, is Braveheart when most of what is attributed to William Wallace was done by Robert the Bruce, but they just skipped over him. Like yeah, it's at the very end of Braveheart, They're like for the next six years, Robert the Bruce fought the British or whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> English I mean. Uh, and uh, that happened with the Lost Colony. My brother has done a lot of work. He's got a there's a documentary in the Discovery Channel coming out this May about this uh the old the first colonies from the English in America were in North Carolina on Croatoan Island, which are now now Hatteras Island and Roanoke Island, oh. and um. They made up this mystery of, oh, nobody knows what happened to him. They just disappeared because a guy named Paul Green started an outdoor play in 1937. And he was not going to tell people that the colony assimilated and, you know, started race mixing with Indians because that wasn't going to go over well in the 1937 audience. So he said, they just disappeared and no one knows what happened. There's this mysterious mysterious word, Koatoan, carved on a palisade and no one knows what it means. Like, you do know what it means because on John White's map, Croatoan, it's the name of an island that they had had three prior voyages to before they went to Roanoke. But if you're missing that part of the story, it does become a mystery. And they're missing that part of the story because nobody's reading primary documents in history books. They're watching a play, right? And the play or the movie or whatever it takes over the narrative. Just like Lincoln's Greenback. There's a lot of libertarians who are not dumb, that are like, well, Lincoln was a good, you know, pretty base, he did or the greenback, and they got that from Bill Still's Money Masters, and then yeah. that got copied by Zeitgeist, and nah, 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 nah. and it's like, wow, one movie, and then all these movies copied that movie, and this just becomes a history all of a sudden. It's pretty scary.
0: Yeah, you like even if you just want to touch on the greenbacks, like Lincoln, when, he, and Lin, when it came to money, he would just cause mass inflation. I mean, the Confederates also printed a bunch of money, and they resulted in inflation. Yep. For yeah they economy. both did that they, yeah they both did it and then like lincoln nationalized the banking system you know kind of overthrew jack andrew jackson's work of like killing the second bank yep. he just nationalized it and made you you all have to use the exact same dollar and you all have to like be have mass regulation he nationalized the banking system national banking act of 1863
1: yes i'm glad you know that and he got pressured you know because and you mentioned Thomas Thomas DeLorenzo's. Which one was it? The the real, the real Lincoln. Lincoln. So he also wrote one called Lincoln Unmasked. I don't think either one of those go hard enough. <laughs> but you know, but the the bankers out of Boston, Philly, and New York really put pressure on him, and through his uh, Secretary Seward to the Treasury Secretary to and then state he bought Alaska um, to put to to attack South Carolina. And Lincoln sent the uh, SS Harriet and revenue cutter and some warships down there on April 8th, right, Uh, way before the war starts, and fired on the Nashville. They're shooting on ships in Charleston to collect the export tax that they are not supposed to be able to collect. South Carolina seceded. They didn't have a problem with secession when West Virginia seceded from Virginia. They didn't have a secession problem. Lincoln personally supported Texas' secession. Mexico yeah, uh,
0: and and when the New England states did it tried to do it during I believe Jefferson's administration because they didn't want to be ruled over by the South at the time
1: yeah well was, is the New England and the South both had a problem with that sort of uh, mid-Atlantic Yankee territory it's Philly it's new it's Massachusetts New York and Pennsylvania Pennsylvania was the largest the state at the time yeah. by population bigger than New York New York City tried to secede from the union on January Mm -hmm. 6th of 1861, New York city if they're like, well, they don't have to pay these taxes. We don't either, you know, uh, they're trying to make a free trade zone down there in South Carolina. And people have to realize Charleston in the 1860s was a much bigger deal than it is today. That was the fourth largest city and the second largest, uh, uh, New Orleans and, um, and Charleston, the biggest ports in the South. Uh, but that was up there with, you know, like Boston and New York, New York tried to secede from the union. And it's hilarious that it was on January sixth, eighteen <laughs> 1861 it makes it easy to remember now. Um, yeah. And their mayor and they're all for it. It came that close. The South almost had New York City on his team. That would have That might have tipped the balance. Yeah, no, I don't know, yeah. man. That
0: was that—that that would have been something. I know, I know. G. Lorenzo briefly mentions that there were people who were planning to try to do something like that. And Then Lincoln came in because he had suspended habeas corpus, he just started jailing people. I know he jailed the—I think it was the grandson of Francis Scott Key. He threw and him into this he, one prison. I he don't put know. him
1: in the same jail that his grandfather wrote the poem about for the, for the song.
0: Lord, Lord.
1: Lord. Fort Henry, I believe it. Was that isn't that something he put judges in jail he closed down 300 newspapers that's that's what we're talking about media media predicates everything else well that's what lincoln did he shut down the press except for his own yeah and so you had the marriage between first thing he did is he married not corporation and state media and state and And then he married the railroads and steel foundries and all that all subsidized all of it right corporate welfare on mass scale control of the media all that starts with lincoln and then once that's the relationship the lobbyists come in and go oh you mean i can just pay for legislation and they start doing it right uh he's one of these henry clay goobers oh yeah oh i have to go i'm so sorry <laughs> the babysitter's all right. leaving
0: all right gotcha i'll Gosh, uh, wait, do you want to quickly do you want i'll wanna come back on
1: book? and talk ukraine or whatever you like but i that's my phone so
0: yeah, do you want to quickly give us your plugs then? Let let people know where they can find you
1: and your ancreport.com A-N-C-report. and I'm on Telegram t.me/ancreport. That's the best, too, I think. Sorry, I got to answer that. See you then. <laughs>
0: gotcha, man. You have a good one.